Grab yourself a coffee or a tea and get comfortable as we travel across Japan without ever leaving home. This is episode six of the At Home Show. I'm Norman. This is the Tokyo Lens Podcast, and welcome to the At Home Show. As always, if you are a regular listener, Welcome back. Today we are making it all the way up to northern Japan to an area known as Morioka, and our guest there is by far one of my longest term, longer, to, lo, the, the, a friend of many years. Just a friend of, of many years, we'll put it that way. And this episode jumps all over the place, talking about everything from how we met to video games to quitting and getting over certain addictions and just so many topics covered in this. It really, it really runs the gamut. It was a fun one to record, and in case you haven't guessed it yet, that is right. Today, we are at home with Sharla. Also, sorry to break the flow. Before we start, just a minor language advisory on this one, too. Okay, now, now we are at home with Sharla. Today's guest should be no stranger to anybody on this channel at all. Today, straight from Morioka, Japan, locked in her room, can't escape, <laughs> we are talking to... Sharla, once upon Hello. a Charmander, has now become Charmeleon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. My now, pleasure. Now, for the three people who probably don't know who you are <laughs> yes. listening to this, would you be able to give a little bit of an introduction of yourself? Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, my name's Sharla. I originally moved to Japan before I started this whole YouTube thing, so that part isn't documented on the internet, probably. Um a good thing. But uh, <laughs> I, I worked as an English teacher for three years. And then I moved back to Canada for a while to finish my degree. Um, and then I decided I wanted to come back to Japan. And I've been here for a total of 14 years now, mm. mostly doing YouTube, doing some translation work, doing some coaching of actors on their English, a um, bunch of random things. But yeah, YouTube's my main gig at the moment. Beautiful introduction. I probably couldn't have introduced you, you better Thank myself. You. <laughs> the uh, you and I actually. So one of the most common questions that I think I get across all uh -huh. platforms is, "How do you and Sharla know each other?" <laughs> it's and so random. <gasps> it really, really is. Uh, mm -hmm. I think my version of the story. Correct me if any of this is different mm -hmm. on your end, because it's been what. <laughs> over 15 years yeah well because it was before i came to japan that we were talking yeah. so yeah it must be like 17 years yeah i'd say near 17 years that's insane um the two of us were simply young canadians living on opposite ends of the country yep. looking for a way to live in japan looking for yep. visas and information and all of that mm -hmm. and we came across each other on some forum i think what about visa information it? What do you I want to say Japan Guide. Yeah, that would probably be my guess. I feel like that was the big one. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Yeah, and we just started chatting about visas and trying to scheme a way to get to Japan without a degree. <laughs> yep, yep. And, uh, 
that, that worked out great for us. But <laughs> hey, hey, we're here now. We're, we did it. And yeah, we we stayed in touch really frequently during that time. I'd yeah. say there was a good like two to three year period where we yeah. kind of just talked nonstop about mm-hmm. our progress. And then you'd be in Japan, but I wasn't. I would get yeah. to Japan and you have just then I was left. Back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we just both happened to be in Tokyo at yeah. the same time. Finally. Like 10 years lunch. after meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. just kind of all went from there. Yeah. So, yeah. That's um, how we met. At the time, I was running a small channel that I just started up uh, like maybe a year or so ago that I was putting shamisen videos on. Uh, oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when we, when we met, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, Tokyo. The yeah, shamisen yeah. in Tokyo yeah. channel. Yeah. And you very strongly peer pressured me uh <laughs> doing vlogs norm yeah you know what they say you know what they say don't don't do vlogs i'm not <laughs> hey it's gone well it's gone well and i started once completely stopped and uh, i think there was like yeah. a good what two years that i was just kind of behind the scenes doing camera work and like traveling yeah. and like giving camera advice and stuff like that and yeah appearing in videos here and there yeah but uh, I'm glad you started doing it full time. It's exciting. It is way better than I possibly could have imagined. But the, one of the biggest things mm. that I'd say that I have put aside in doing all of this is we were talking mm. the other day about how I really respect your ability to do both like video games and work. In, Honestly, in, like, <laughs> like up until recently, I completely stopped doing anything but YouTube. Because mm-hmm. I felt like if I had any free time, then I should be using that to like reply to comments or mm-hmm. like plan a video or edit or yeah. So I just kind of dropped all my hobbies that weren't mm-hmm. related to making videos. Yeah. So it's only recently with Animal Crossing that I got back into it again. <laughs> and we are so. going to get deep into the topic of video <laughs> games because I just I have so many questions. I'm trying to rediscover the world right now because for me. It's very much been like that. It's kind of, Mm. it's an on or off switch. So either I'm gaming and doing that stuff or I'm just pure on just creating. And you, I think you nailed it the best when you're like, if I have extra time to be gaming, I could be replying to comments. And it's something that I think both of us really actually enjoy doing, replying to comments, replying to tweets, all of that. I don't really see it as work, so I don't. Mm. I don't know. It's fun, right? So it, yeah. that's kind of become my new hobby. Um, so I just felt like gaming was a waste of time, really. And I just put it on the back burner. But with Animal Crossing, things And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> sprinkle it in there. You're saying like with Animal Crossing, but I do happen to remember a solid two years where the yeah. only three apps that I ever saw you open on your phone were yeah. in, uh, what was it? Twitter. <laughs> YouTube and Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> you still right. play Pokemon to Go? To be fair, to be fair, I did mention Pokemon Go a lot in my videos, so I kind of felt like that was part of my content. Fair Same enough. with Animal Crossing. Uh, no, I don't play anymore. And I'm really curious to see how they've uh, adjusted the game mm. now that everybody's staying home. I know they've done something because I do follow a couple of people that have a Pokemon Go channel and they're still mm. playing it all the time without going outside. So they must have a, a brand new system. But uh, yeah, no, I had to delete it. I actually, um, I got a little too addicted to it. 
I oh. like I had all these like sketchy apps that would like send me an alert when a Pokemon <laughs> appeared nearby. Wow, you went <laughs> deep would down the rabbit like hole. Three a.m. and I'd, I'd get out of bed and like run down the street to catch it. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I really gotta stop this. I can literally cool. see it too. I can just see you running down the like street past a rice field in your pajamas with like your face no, lit seriously. up from the glow of the phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just deleted it. Cold turkey. Haven't played since. <laughs> so recently you've been really into Animal Crossing though. Yeah. It's been a couple weeks now since it was released. I got the uh, brand new coral pink switch Ooh. to go with it and yeah uh, it's been really fun it's a really relaxing game there's no any for anybody that hasn't played before there's no like end goal you're not mm. trying to beat anyone or like really accomplish anything you kind of just like <laughs> chill <laughs> sounds like, like the perfect game for being just stuck at home <laughs> exactly it's like there's no end to it you kind of just chill and enjoy your island life and uh, mm. build up a pretty island and chat with villagers and yeah okay really so yeah. that paints a little bit of a picture but let's assume that i personally have never looked okay. at the game i know okay. nothing about it and i'm sure there are going to be a couple listeners who have seen all the hype around animal crossing yeah. and are kind of the same have no way. idea what it is <laughs> if you were to describe it to yeah. somebody perhaps who doesn't have vision or hasn't had access mm -hmm. to the internet in the last month. Okay. How would you describe this Animal Crossing phenomenon? Um, I would say it's kind of like The Sims. And I feel like everybody's, uh, you know, they know what The Sims are. They know how The Sims mm. works. Again, there's no goal, really. You're just building a house and, like, building relationships with people. Um, yeah, it's like that. You're just chilling okay. and creating an island. And the characters are all really, like, cartoony and cute. Um, okay. And it's a lot of, like, collecting. If you're into games where you collect things, I feel like anybody who was into Pokemon Go would love Animal Crossing because you're collecting items, you're collecting animals, you go fishing, you collect mm. bugs with a net, um, and you try to fill up your collection in the museum. And, yeah, that's, uh, that about sums it up. Okay, okay. So... I, I had like three questions as you went through that, and okay. I've literally forgotten. <laughs> so, all have of you that. never played? Have you never played Animal Crossing yourself? I have never played Animal Crossing myself. I've actually okay. wanted a Switch for the longest time. Just again, yeah. it's uh, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to need time to actually do it. Yeah. Um, but there was a, a tiny bit of controversy, was there not, around the game and how, what is it, one account is locked to one island or one island yeah, is locked to um, one console or it, something like that? It's kind of shit, yeah. If you have, a like, a main <laughs> Switch console, like, uh. usually you share that within your family members or at least, like, I don't know, with your partner. Um, but they've made it so you can only have one Animal Crossing island per console. So okay. if you if you only had the one switch in your house, you would all have to share that island and create it together. Which and I, I think a lot of people really lame of them to do that. Yeah, I yeah. had no idea what was going on. I saw all these articles about people who bought it in their families and like you know people yeah. who wanted to share it with their siblings or like yeah. who with their roommates or something, yeah. and none of them could. I was right. like, wow. 
It's like the yeah, worst version of region that locking was ever. Really silly. Like that kind of makes sense for the switch light that I have. Mm. Like, there wouldn't really be any reason to have two islands on that. But if you have a big regular switch console, I, I have no idea why they set it up like that. It's not a problem for me. I don't have anyone to share with, so <laughs> I'm lucky. <laughs> I'm not affected by it. There but yeah, I can see how that was a huge bummer for some people. So on the topic of collections, mm -hmm. you said in the game you get to collect quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is which is kind of fun. You can probably, as we are on video chat right now, you can definitely see behind me in my collection of gear and cameras <laughs> and all of that. This is why but, I feel like you would be really good at Animal Crossing. <laughs> you, you love the whole collecting I do, thing. I do. I'm like whatever the opposite of a minimalist is. Like the yeah, living room and everything is. is very minimalist. To be fair, it is, like, yeah, it's very tidy. Yeah. yeah, you've crammed it all into your office. Yeah, everything is in here. So, um, but would you say that you personally are a collector of anything? Um, yeah, I used to be. I've tried to tone that down a bit because I want my room to look not as like chaotic. Mm. I really do like the look of a minimalistic house, but then I love collecting things. Um, I used to collect plushies and uh, Sofubi. Uh, mm. They're like, uh, do you know what Sofubi are? They're like no. soft vinyl kind of like artistic creations. They, they're okay. technically toys. They're like plastic figures. Um, but uh, artists create them and they're just, yeah, they're really fancy and cool. Uh, sometimes of kaiju like Godzilla or Mothra, uh, sometimes Pokemon. There's all these, yeah, it's all up to the artist. But I used to collect those as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've kind of shipped all that back to Canada when I moved back to Japan and I've mm. tried to go and go for a more minimalistic vibe, but it's, it's, I still got lots of stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love collecting stuff. Yeah. It's hard. It's so, a struggle not to. Later on in this episode, um, mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about the amazing pad that you have landed yourself. If I can use the hip people speak <laughs> and uh, all of that, I absolutely love the apartment. But we will come yeah, back to you that. Gotta come visit. I do. I do. We, do. we got so close, and then ended up I picking know. you up in a rice field. I uh, know. <laughs> Next time, once this is all over. Looping back to our conversation on. Mm -hmm games mm -hmm. let's say you in the next week assumedly you run out of uh, energy or interest mm -hmm. or stamina for animal crossing right. is there a game that you would revisit or get into that you haven't played recently Ooh, or at all that's a good question i really like uh dancing games Hmm. I might start that up again. I love anything that involves exercise because I love hmm. exercising um, and I love games. So the idea that you can combine the two is really exciting. I think I would probably get that. Uh, oh, what's that uh, fitness game for the Switch? Ring Fit. Okay. It's like, yeah, you have this ring and it's kind of like you can use it as like a weight training device. Okay. Like do arm exercises and like thigh exercises. I would probably get that. Yeah. All right. And for uh, for the like listeners who can't see Charla right now, she's making a, a great <laughs> I'm, deal I'm, of I'm, exercising yes, movements. Yes, exercising motions. <laughs> yep. Okay. I actually, the uh, to help myself kind of stay somewhat just motionary, is that a word? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll say it's a word. Sure. I've pulled out the old Nintendo Wii. 
Oh, yeah. Do you have yeah. the, the fitness board? I've got the fitness that. board. I've got, you nice. know, one of the things that I love about old games and used stuff in Japan in general is that you mm-hmm. can get used stuff for very reasonable prices. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was able to pick up the Wii itself for mm-hmm. 500 yen at a book off. <laughs> oh, my God. And then the board and Wii Fit Plus bundled for yeah. 500 yen. What? So the whole thing all <laughs> 10 in. Bucks. Was that's 10 bucks. So. <laughs> what a deal. I love to Wii Fit. I played that like regularly when it first came out. Um, yeah, I got rid of my Wii though. So all I've got now is a PS4 and a, a Switch. So. Oh, poor you. All you've got is a PS4. <laughs> my my <laughs> choices for exercise games are limited at the moment. But Ring Fit does look interesting. I would probably try that. Have you ever gotten into any PC games? Um, No, when I was younger, I loved them. Uh, but then when I moved to Japan and started editing videos, I switched to a Mac. So mm. yeah, that went down the drain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, right out the window. Uh, I used to like Wolfenstein and Doom mm. and um, Commander Keen. Wow, all the good games. Commander Keen. Oh my. Oh wow. Okay, so for those of you who have either never heard of commander keen uh whether it be because it's just an old game you weren't into Mm -hmm. games or you're like 17 years old now or something it's so fun it was like the pc it was like pc's answer to super mario yeah yeah it's very similar to mario yeah yeah and it's like it's one of those games where you end up playing the first level so many times that you can do it with your eyes closed after a while it's just like mario wow i have like as soon as you said commander keen i had flashbacks of sitting in my grandfather's (laughs) basement with his big tube monitor sitting with my little brothers in front of this computer playing commander keen that that takes me back wow that's that needs a, a remake for a console. That I feel cool. like it's probably got one. Do you think? At least for I PC. I downloaded it for like a, what's that, what's that called? Where you can like play it on your computer. Like it's like a DOS Ah, uh, yeah, an emulator. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I played it on that. But it would be cool if it had like a reboot for PlayStation or something. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If, but uh, uh, those are really the only PC games I was into. I would highly recommend trying out Portal. Oh, that's that VR game we were talking about, right? Yeah, But you yeah. don't play so it in have, VR. No, uh, I just play the normal like PC version of it. And yeah. for people who don't know what Portal is, a basic description is it looks like a first-person shooter. And you're in these mm. rooms and you've got to get from point A to point B. But there's always things stopping you from doing that. But you have yeah, a Portal like gun a that can open up two holes and there are areas that you can and can't and physics still works so if you need to fly across the room you can put a hole in the wall up above you and then jump down into a pit and shoot a hole just as you land and you'll come out of that one in the wall at the same speed yes and yes. yeah it's you seem so a lot better fun. at this game than i was <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying to play in vr there's monsters in it right uh, no, no, no monsters in this one. Oh, I must there's, have played um, something else. At the I must end, have played something similar. There's one that you uh, you need to like defeat this like evil computer, but that okay. that's about it. Okay. But I highly recommend checking it out. I think they do have it for some of the console systems as well. Oh, sweet. Uh, I've been working on a designing a level 
Uh, that oh, you can is, do that. You can yeah, build your own level. Oh, in Portal cool. 2, it's, you know, like the Mario Builder. There's like the yeah. equivalent of the Mario Builder in Portal oh, 2. Fun. So you can build your own levels. And I've always enjoyed doing that. And a bunch of patrons were like, we would love to play a level that you've done. Oh, so can I've been you using share some your level f- yeah. with other? Oh, that's really yep. cool. Oh, so I've been just using up that free time to build up something that gives us <laughs> all a, a cool little world to hang out in. Yeah, so. it's kind of like Animal Crossing because you, oh, yeah? you you create your island and then you can invite people over to really? hang out with you. So I've been doing that with my patrons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> pretty much the same. That's yeah. how, there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It gives yeah. you an opportunity to kind of connect when we're all not connected. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. exactly. That is a lot of fun. I, I feel like I feel like eventually I'm gonna get pulled into to Animal Crossing, but I, I just I don't want to commit and get the I switch. If Aww. I got the switch, I want to get Splatoon. Okay. It just looks so colorful and fun. Yeah, everybody does love Splatoon. I've never played. I don't even know what it's about, but um, it, yeah, it seems to be popular. Zelda was really good. Everybody oh, likes the Zelda the that's Zelda played. <laughs> when okay, do you have like a first Zelda memory? Well, that was the first one I've ever played for really? Switch. Yeah, I had never played Zelda, so I had no idea what was going on when I started playing that. I did not play, not playing at all because I was just like, I don't get it. What's going on? <laughs> Zelda was like my mainstay game as a kid when oh, I really? first had the Nintendo, oh. uh, the original Nintendo. I played it on there. And I, can, I, I have a very strong memory of not being able to get from one area to another and waking my parents <laughs> up on a Saturday morning. <laughs> And being oh. like, how do I get from here to here? Yeah. And my dad, very disinterested in answering yeah. the question, says, very carefully. And goes back to sleep. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Dad. That's great. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> thanks, Dad. Love you, too. Um, so. Yeah, when I was young, I, I only had the original NES. That was, like, the only system I had up until high school. And then I bought my own PS2. So mm. in between there, I haven't played any games, really. Right. <laughs> so I went from playing, like, the original Mario when I was young um, to, like, Final Fantasy VIII, I think, was my first game on the PlayStation. So, yeah, I didn't. I hadn't played Zelda at all. I was one of the very few people that knew anything about wow. it, didn't know anything about it. Yeah. It's a, it's a world that definitely, definitely pulls you in. And it's a, it's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, it does look... I like the open world concept of the one mm. on the Switch. I have a feeling you'd like it if you're a fan of this. Yeah, any games with an open world concept yeah. just give you a. There's just like a. I, I, there's something about it. There's something about knowing that like you're not yeah. boxed in. Exactly. So, I can't remember honestly the last time in my adult life that I've just sat down and talked this much about video games. <laughs> I know, games. right? <laughs> well, like I haven't been playing up until recently. It's crazy. Right. Um, I, I do feel kind of guilty, but. Who, I don't want to say triggered. You know who pulled me back into video games initially? Who? Rachel. What? What did she do? She loves them. She's yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, I think of it back in the summer. I was down in Fukuoka and yeah. uh, went over uh, for, for dinner. Yeah. And Rachel was like, hey, do you do you want to play some games? And yeah. she had this, uh, have you ever heard of Jackbox? No. It's like a whole system of games and you can like load it up. I think some are on a system. They had them on their computer. And then the game loads on the screen and then each person Mm -hmm. uses their phone as a controller. And yeah, uh, you can just log into the game by going to a browser. And 
I got really into uh, this one called Drawful. Yeah. And I've been playing this game called Drawful 2, and it's kind of like the world's worst Pictionary. Can you play uh, without other people? Like, are there you computers? You play with or? other people. So oh. I've been doing screen share with yeah. my brothers and sisters oh, no, back, wait, in, back Canada in Canada who are respectively locked in their homes. Oh, that's cool. And they all see my main screen log into the game. And then it gives you like this, like, for example, a, a stressed out banana. And you have to draw a picture of a stressed out banana. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and then it shows everyone the picture and everyone has to make up their own title. Oh, that's pretty and then cool. At the end, it shows all the titles and people have to guess yeah. which one's the right one. Oh, uh, cool. And like That's it goes fun. through everyone's drawings like that. And I probably spent four and a half hours the other day playing Drawful 2 with my little brothers and sisters. I should get my family the into that. That's a it great is, way to keep in contact. It's more exciting than Skype. And, yeah. Yeah. Gives That's you cool. something it, to do. Is it like a subscription? Is there like no. a fee? Well, there's like a right now the game Drawful 2, like at the time of recording, yeah. this game was mm -hmm. free. Like oh, cool. I, I could just download it for free. Oh, I think they might have it for PlayStation. I'm not entirely sure. I feel like my mm. little brother just downloaded it for Switch or something. I don't oh, know. Cool. Oh, okay. But look it up. Uh, yeah, the Jackbox collection, they have like these different party packs that have a mm -hmm. bunch of fun games like this in them. And each one is something like 15, 20 bucks for the oh, pack cool. of games. Right. So, ah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's a great Maybe we can, uh, right we can set up a gaming. You know, I'll oh, give you a sample should. of it. Yeah. There we go. Let's there we do go. It. Yes. Uh, yes. This weekend, <laughs> if I get a, a game going with my brothers and sisters, yeah. I will also share my screen with you so that you Sweet. can join in and just play along with all of us. Sounds awesome. So, Let's do it. <laughs> so I want to loop back to something that we talked about very briefly earlier in the episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is the spectacular home that you have up there in northern <laughs> Japan. It's pretty good, not going to lie. But what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to get to that right after the break. Oh, cliffhanger. <laughs> I have something really exciting that I want to share with you guys. You see, this episode with Sharla was originally meant to be the last episode of the At Home Show. I wanted to let you know that the At Home Show will continue with at least four more episodes, four more guests. I'll be putting out a little bit of a promo in the next couple days for you guys to enjoy. If you can't wait and you want to get access to a bunch of it right now, including a behind-the-scenes episode and video episodes for every single one of these podcasts that we have recorded. I would love it if you would join the amazing community that we have going on over on Patreon. We have a secret Instagram with weekly live streams. We've got a Discord server. We do videos and everything. It's just a really good time. But even if the extra videos and all that aren't for you, the At Home Show will continue at least four more guests. I am I'm super excited about it. By the way, how are you doing today? I hope today is treating you well. Just wanted to share that little announcement with you. So I'm going to leave it at that. And we will jump back into this episode with Sharla. Welcome back from that very exciting break. I am still sitting here with Sharla. <laughs> Are you still doing good? I'm good. Feeling all that energy? How's your yes. tea? Is it 
It's Is all good. the caffeine getting to you yet? <laughs> all the caffeine and Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just Bailey's For flavored, the record, right? yes, it's Bailey's flavored. <laughs> okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure that, yeah, that was on the record. So in the first half of our episode, we talked a great deal about games. Yeah. And uh, now I want to talk about where the gaming is happening because... <laughs> We all kind of choose our spot in Japan mm. for a variety of reasons. Mm. For example, uh, if I open this up with where I lived for over 10 years was Asakusa. Yeah, really cool area. I chose it because of the train lines. Because oh, okay. the Ginza line connects with almost everything. It was one of the first train lines ever built. One of the first subway lines mm. ever built in Tokyo. Mm. Actually, the section from Asakusa to Ueno was entirely hand dug initially. Wow. Holy yeah. Crap. It is <laughs> by far the shallowest uh, train line for the most part oh, wow. uh, of all the subways. And everything else intersects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a great area. And just that whole area was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and it was like that. Vibe. 12 to 15 minute walk to Ueno. So yeah. I had the Yamanote line there Can't as well. The entire area is also flat, which yeah. means skateboarding, bicycling, easy to get around the river nearby for jogging, mm. the sky tree right there. And if you avoid the main tourist section, you know, it's actually yeah. insanely yeah. quiet. The side streets in that area are amazing. They're beautiful. Just, no, nobody goes down them. They're all like concentrated yeah. in, in that area around the shrine. So yeah. Not yeah. to mention the number of supermarkets, convenience stores, police boxes, security yeah. cameras, everything. It was just, it felt like a good area to live. Cafes, mm. I could, the list goes on. I still don't know why I left. But mm. those were my <laughs> reasons for choosing to live in that area. Right. Now, you lived up north for a while. Then yeah. you moved out to Chiba, then yeah. in Tokyo, then yeah. you were like, no more Tokyo, I'm moving back to Chiba, and now yeah. you find yourself <laughs> back up north. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about where you are now area-wise and why yeah. you chose that area? So if you take the bullet train from Tokyo up north, it takes about two hours, 15 minutes to get where I am. Um, okay. And I live right near the Shinkansen station. Mm. So, yeah, the reason I chose to move back here is, one, because I'm familiar with it. I lived here for three years before. Mm. Uh, and now that YouTube is my main gig, I can live anywhere, really. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm not a city person. Um, I know so many of you who are listening would probably kill to live in Tokyo. <laughs> but if I have the choice, I will go as far out countryside as possible. Um, but I do need to come into Tokyo for work stuff every once in a while. So yeah, I chose Morioka because one, I was familiar with it. I had a couple friends up here still. Um, and I can take the Shinkansen down to Tokyo in just over two hours. It's expensive, mm. but, um, when it's needed, it's there and it's easy for me to get there. So yeah, that's why I chose it. And Morioka is actually the sister city of my hometown in Canada. Um, oh, really? and usually that means that they look very similar. They have similar population density and, huh. um, just the entire vibe is actually very similar to my home in Canada. So that's probably another reason I like it. Uh, lots of nature, lots of trees, rivers running through the city. Um, and not, yeah, not very many people at all. So that's my mm. favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not very many people at all. That's my favorite part. Sounds yeah. incredibly social. That's just <laughs> <laughs> and 
And mm. and it's about three degrees cooler than Tokyo in the summer, which is very okay. important to me as yeah. someone who does not like hot, humid summer weather. Um, yeah, yeah. How is the humidity up there? It's it's a lot less. Yeah, it's bearable. Um, when I lived here, God, I guess it was like over 10 years ago now. I remember not hating the summer and I was so confused as to why everybody hated Japanese summer. Then I moved down to Chiba <laughs> and yeah, I understood the pain. Um, but I'm looking forward to summer this year. We'll see how it is. Uh, at the moment, we don't even have cherry blossoms yet. Whereas I think they're wow. finishing up in Tokyo okay. for you at the moment. Yeah, they yeah, haven't yeah. Even I, they're not I, even I close to blooming. Yeah, <laughs> haven't been out. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, so sad. Um, yeah, so we're about a month behind season-wise as well. But I okay. like that. I like the cool weather. Yeah. Sounds like just a spectacular place. Like I have not spent a ton of time in mm. Morioka itself. I think honestly the longest time I spent was when Victor and I went out there and we picked up our car. And yeah. We drove out to... I wish, I really wish, um, so the, the last time that we spent like a very significant long time together was mm -hmm. when, I, when we did our road trip from mm -hmm. Morioka up to Aomori to and the, around. Yeah, and out to the coast. That was and great. we started in Morioka mm -hmm. in the middle of the rice fields. And Japan <laughs> yeah. is ripe with rice fields, but there was something about like that specific area that just yeah. it had a certain it was really feel. Pretty, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just. That I don't feel the camera even came close to capturing no, what it was no. like. Yeah, that so. it was like the different levels. It was like rolling hills of rice yeah. fields, and they were bright yellow. It was like the perfect timing. Yeah, uh, yeah, really, really. We gotta do another one of those. I actually just learned the name for those rolling hills. Oh, what? Recently. In Japanese? It's a, yeah, yeah, the dandanbatake. What? <laughs> I had cute. no idea until uh. Victor and I had gone out and done a video about like creepy statues. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that the one. woman was like, yeah, this was originally a dandanbatake. And like I had uh. to like look up afterwards. I was like, okay, what does the dandan mean? Just like and I looked it up and I, yeah. Like dandanbatake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. Level by level. So. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can see the, the star going <laughs> is that is that like a canadian thing or i is think that... it is i don't know because it's become like a meme on twitter which makes me yeah. feel like americans also know it but i would hope so I it feels so. very canadian <laughs> it feels very canadian yeah that and those uh those terrible do you remember the the terrible like don't do drugs mascot <laughs> don't put it so, in your mouth yeah. don't put it in your mouth <laughs> yeah. they were so those were creepy terrifying. They really or the were. commercial of like this is your brain and it shows all those wires and it's yeah. like this is your brain on drugs and it's got all the <laughs> wires like, have been like cut yeah. and frayed and on <laughs> Okay, do you think well, they still show those to kids? I, probably I not. It, it, the one thing I want to know, hmm. above all else, mm -hmm. is we were raised as North American kids mm -hmm. to believe disproportionately that at some point in our life, we were going to spontaneously set on fire and need to understand <laughs> in that moment that That's we need so to stop, true. drop, and roll. That, that was like the one thing they really drilled into us. Yeah. And I've never had to use it. 
Thankfully, thankfully, knock on wood, right? But yeah, I um, swear, like every day we had a reminder somewhere at school on TV on the radio. There were like posters. There's everything. (laughs) Is that a Canadian thing? I feel like it's really global. I feel a lot of people understand it. I was talking to a friend from Brisbane the other day who said, "No, we we had the same thing. You just grow up expecting at some point in your life you're going to set on fire." Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Good old Canadian education. Wonderful. Just like our, uh, what is it, our four food groups chart that was later on proven to be wildly inaccurate. Oh, and also, did you get taught that there were like specific points on your tongue that tasted different flavors? Apparently that yes, was a lie. Yes, like, that was also wrong. We spent <laughs> years studying that. What yeah, the hell? Yeah. And like I spent my entire life confused as to like why the front of my tongue didn't taste more sweet and the back didn't taste more bitter. And like I was like, everything tastes the same everywhere. Yeah, I'm and they pretty had sure the that was only a thing was it yeah i don't know i mentioned it in a video and someone was like what the fuck are you talking about that's not true (laughs) (laughs) like oh my god but they taught us in school (laughs) wonderful wonderful (laughs) so as often happens in these podcast episodes we've gotten far off topic in sidebar (laughs) but the thing that i was trying to get to is outside of uh just choice of where you live in mm. terms of area. Morioka mm. sounds spectacular, but I'm actually just flabbergasted after you sent me shots of your beautiful, <laughs> beautiful apartment. Yeah, it's um, pretty nice. How would you, I like, I feel like since you're there all the time, you'd mm. be able to give a better visual description of mm. it in, in audio format uh, than I would. Yeah. Okay. Well, my favorite thing about it is the cement fake cement (laughs) accent wall in the living room. I just think it makes Mm. it look very modern um, Mm. and hip. And the floors are like a dark wood color and all the doors are dark wood, um, which I feel like up until now I hadn't had. Everything was light. It was very like everything was white or my last Mm. apartment was yellow. It had a yellow accent wall, which is not my thing at all. (laughs) So going from that to this, it feels really cool and like toned down more mature I would say um and the bathtub is the best part so I've got this there you go. jacuzzi bathtub um and it has light settings it's got like led lights within the bathtub and you can what? change the color there's like eight different colors <laughs> oh and and the shower is like a waterfall it's like a really yeah it does have the regular like handle shower but you can also choose mm. the waterfall setting and never use it but it's just cool to brag about it <laughs> yeah another, rights. There it is. another good thing about living way up here in the middle of nowhere is that this apartment costs the same as my like tiny hole in the wall apartment in tokyo so mm. you can get a lot more bang for your buck like this is a brand new building uh, nobody yeah. had lived in here previous to me i wow. moved in just as they had finished renovations um so yeah yeah it's cool it doesn't break the bank and i can have a nice spacious place so it's pretty neat on that note Uh i think when we after a couple you know when you get to that point where you know what you're looking for in an apartment like your first one or two apartments teach you a lot you're like okay i can't tolerate (laughs) that i can tolerate this but this i absolutely must have this right what is on your absolute must list when Um, choosing an apartment Okay, I don't want a gas stove. 
Um, mm. I really feel like the open flame just heats up the pan too fast and I could never get the temperature that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing and, to do with safety. Like. <laughs> no, it's just, it was just really frustrating. Um, so the stove, yeah, I wanted to be like an electric stove and, uh, the bathroom, the toilet has to be in a separate room from mm. the bathtub. I did live in a couple apartments where they were in the same room. That was very common in Tokyo. Um, mm. If you're living in a cheaper apartment and it was just a mess. The toilet was always soaked from the shower and <laughs> it's just not fun. Everything was wet and like you can't store your makeup in there. So those had to be separated. Um, and also there needed to be the dryer setting in my bathroom so I could hang my clothes. Mm. Um, it does rain a lot here up in Morioka. So I can't dry my clothes out on the balcony. For those of you that don't know, we don't often have dryers in Japan, like electric dryers. So um, mm. I needed to have the setting in my bathroom so I could hang my clothes there and dry them there. Um, that's really about it. Um, other than that, I'm not super picky. I I always want storage, but again, that's something that's kind of hard to find, but I got really lucky with this place. There's lots of built-in storage. I've got a pantry in the kitchen. I've got this huge set of shelving um, up above my fridge that I can't reach. So I'm not using that, <laughs> but it does exist. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that's about it. Um, and I mm. wanted some natural light. I get a lot of light in here in the morning. Mm. So that's cool. Hmm. Yeah. It's a really good list. Comprehensive. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in a lot of apartments. I, I know what I want now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That first place does teach you a lot. Like I think my first it place. Does. I've realized I'm okay with a lot of stuff, but very mm. similar to you, mm. those unit baths, as they're called, oh, where it's they're literally, so it's like a, it's a capsule that has yeah. a bathtub and a toilet like and a sink. the size of a closet. All, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I've, I've had bigger closets. Oh, like I they're know. just awful. Yeah. Um, kitchen space is a big one for me. Mm. Uh, I need to have at least three burners. Oh um, yeah. Something I never cover is how much oh. I enjoy cooking. Yeah. And I've, so, I've got two at the moment. I, I could use another. Mm, yeah. I need two and one to, because you know how many events and whatnot I hold at my place and how yeah. often I have guests and yeah. people over and everything like that. Yeah. So if I have the opportunity to cook, oh, I love that. Mm. Um, but again, yeah, the, the washroom itself has to be really clean. Yeah. Um, I'm actually personally okay with a, like a much smaller tub. It would be nice to mm. have a big one, but it kind of pushes me to go out and enjoy the Sento culture oh, a little okay. bit more. Uh, and the Sento culture is something that in Tokyo is slowly starting to die. Mm. So I don't mind contributing to the, the sustainability of it. That's cool. So yeah. a smaller bath in the house, I tend to shower more than mm. anything anyway. But for me, a big one is the, the, the light. Mm. Uh, I need, I need like at yeah. least one room that has floor to ceiling windows if possible. Definitely. Uh, or at least as close to the ceiling as possible. Um, and yeah, the, I, other than that, I'm not super, super picky, but it's mm. gotta be close to the train station for me. True. That too. That's one. I didn't mention yeah. location. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a little bit of a pro tip I'm going to sneak in here that mm. a lot of people don't realize. And I hope this episode doesn't end up blowing up and this become like the thing that now <laughs> everyone does. But there's a tiny trick for finding cheap places in Tokyo that oh. no one would ever think of. Okay. 
and it's actually look as close to the station as mm. possible. What? Why? When you think close to the station, you think like, oh, this is going to be ridiculously expensive. Yeah. And so you don't look. Mm. It turns out a lot of people have that mindset. Really? So they have like All a problem selling them. All of the best places yeah. I have had in Japan have been super, super close to the station. Huh. And basically, you just have to have your list of like requirements, what you mm. want go into the place and say, I want somewhere within a minute from the station mm -hmm. on, for example, the Ginza line, on the Hibiya line. And they'll search for a while and they'll be like, oh, we'll give you this. And they'll give you like, the goal for them is to get you into a place as fast as possible with as right. little effort on their end as possible. Right. And then you say, okay, you know what? There was another place at, at the other shop. I'm just going to head back there. And they're yeah. like, wait, 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 <laughs> no, wait, wait. No, no. <laughs> as soon as you threaten to leave, yeah, they so search true. a little harder. And yeah. it's usually around the second or third search. I used to live right in front of Asakusa's Kaminari Mom for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. And yeah, yeah. it was lit. I, it, there was a Kaminari Mom, there was like a 7 Eleven, and then there was like my apartment. I could have wow. thrown rocks and hit people at yeah. Kaminari Mom from where <laughs> I lived. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that place didn't even cost me like $750 what? a month. What? Are you serious? That's now this is crazy. 750 bucks a month uh, almost 10 years ago but still, still it's not that different yeah now. i would not have thought that that's a great tip huh and the place i moved to after was just about as close to the station as, as you yeah. know where that place yeah. was and how close it was Seconds, yeah. and again that place huh. was surprisingly affordable just because most people don't think to to look that close That's to the so station. That's so interesting. Yeah, everybody's looking like 10, 15 minute walk away so they can save some money. Huh. Yeah. And huh. a lot of people also assume that if you're right near the station, it means noise. Uh, yeah, you would but assume But if you're so. right near the station, but around the corner or on the back street You don't or get those, like that. the sounds of the train. As much. Exactly. Huh. Um, so yeah, that's just a, a tiny little... Pro tip. So for you finding an apartment out yeah. in the countryside, though, yeah. <laughs> how was the process for that? Um, I always use Sumo. Um, that would be my tip. Sumo.jp. S-U-U-M-O. Mm. S-U-U-M-O. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, both, we both spell it out there. <laughs> uh, it's a Japanese apartment search website. I think it's all in Japanese. I don't believe they have an English function, uh, mm. unfortunately. But I always look on there for the apartments I'm interested in. And then I always go to see the real estate in person, the real estate agent in person once I found mm. one I like. Because I noticed, I used to just call them up and be like, hey, I'm interested in this apartment. And then as soon as I told them I was a foreigner, they'd be like, uh, nope, sorry. <laughs> we don't accept foreigners. Even though, you know, I was like speaking to them in Japanese. And um, mm. But as soon as I heard that I was a foreigner, it was a no deal. But uh, I realized that if I go there in person and they meet me and they see that I'm good at Japanese and, you know, I'm a decent person, uh, I didn't have any problem with it. So yeah, I'll find the apartment I like on there and then I'll go talk to the real estate agent and um, get a tour of the place. With this place, I couldn't even get a tour because they were still building it, but I saw the pictures and I was like, yeah, it looks good. I'll, I'll, um, I'll go with that place. And it, it turned out really well, so I'm glad I did. Nice. Yeah, yeah that uh, I feel it's, it's good to address it because it is a very real situation. So the thing is, a lot of people take a look at this whole, uh, you know, Japan doesn't rent some places to right. non-Japanese people. Right. And 
it's understandable to be upset about that. Like yeah. it used to be the most uh, like upsetting thing for me just to think <laughs> it's about so it. So frustrating, yeah. And then until recently that I learned that when people are renting out an apartment, there's actually mm-hmm. uh, like a checklist, a form that they can mm-hmm. fill out and they can say like, I don't want people to have pets in my apartment. And now obviously if right. the building rule is no pets, then you don't have that yeah. option. But even if yeah. it is a pet okay building, if someone owns the place, they can check off like mm. no pets or they can right. check off yes, pets, but I want this much more in deposit, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually talked about that quite a bit with Michaela in our episode because she lives right. in a very pet-friendly place. But yeah. on that form, there's actually a section for would you like non-Japanese to be able to rent out the apartment? <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. real estate agent will actually tell the person what percentage of those end up falling through. And it turns out it is a surprising, oh. depending on agency, can be 20% or more of people who will just leave and not pay that last little bit Jesus. or just disappear or just do yeah. addition. You know, there's a ton yeah. of reasons, but it makes me think that if I'm renting out a place, for example... Uh, Mm -hmm. And there's even a 10% chance that the person who's renting that place is going to suddenly disappear. (laughs) Even if I'm not going to lose money because I have their deposit or whatnot, if you're only, for example, renting out one place, that means Mm -hmm. you have an occupancy rate of 100% or 0%. And at least if you know the person's going to leave in like three months, you can be like, hey, can we start searching for a new person? But if they're just suddenly gone, you you went from right. 100 to zero instantly, right? right? So I can see why. Uh, I still don't like the fact that it, it's done that way. Like in mm. the least, I don't like the fact mm. that there's a box that says, no, we, we don't want non-Japanese yeah. to rent this out. <laughs> but it gives yeah. a little more context. Yeah. So. I can see, especially if that box is there, like, why wouldn't they check it <laughs> like, right? if they have that option? Like, would you like less risk it. is basically the way exactly. I think it's written on the form. Right. And, you know, so, yeah, but it is a thing that exists. I feel like there's been a lot less of that recently than there used to be. Mm. It could just be my yeah. perceived, like, on my, because I just moved into a new place a year ago. Mm. And in mm. the search... I was lucky enough not to find one place that wasn't interested in working with a non-Japanese person. But in the place I lived, two places before that, the the one that was right in front of Asakusa's Kaminarimon Lantern. Yeah. Oh, boy, was that a struggle to find that place. (laughs) The number of places who were like, oh, "Oh, yeah, sorry, no. It was just off the chart. It was like that when I was in Tokyo. Yeah. But that was about seven, eight years ago now. So, yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that it's getting better. I'd like to believe it is, at least. Yeah, with the number of foreigners increasing all the time, um, it would need to, really. Um, But that's one of the reasons why I actually love the area that you're in. The entire Tohoku area is insanely Mm. welcoming in so many ways. Oh, yeah. People are so nice here. They just get, like, excited to see foreigners because no one comes up here. They're like, wow, you wanted to see our town? That's so nice. Yeah, it's a different vibe, that's for sure. Like, in my episode uh, of the At Home show with Chris, we talk a little bit about the road trip and those caves that we ended up in. Oh, Um, yeah. And... 
there was the man drying the seaweed yeah, on the beach. Yeah, he was so cool. Yeah. And he was just so willing to share his story and how long yeah, he's been doing great. it and everything. It was just amazing to see. Oh. Yeah, that's not really something you run into much in Tokyo. Somebody's just willing to sit down and talk with you out of nowhere like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very friendly. It I love is. the people up here. Another reason I love living up here. And um, it's probably another reason I really like the countryside as opposed to the city. Now, if you weren't living in Morioka or Tohoku, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll just take Tokyo and Chiba off the list. We'll just put them aside. We'll, we'll take Morioka and whatnot <laughs> oh. off the list. Tohoku off okay. the list. Put it aside. Okay. If you weren't living in that area and you had to choose a different area of Japan to live in, mm-hmm. do you have an idea of where that might be? Um, I'd probably pick Fukuoka. Yeah, somewhere down in Kyushu. Mm. Um, I've been down there a lot recently. And um, again, it's it's a city, but it's not a huge city. Um, And the people seem a little friendlier. And it's just gorgeous down there. It's got a real like tropical vibe. It's like the opposite of the north up here. Mm. We're more like, I'd say, Canadian. Like lots (laughs) of trees and green. Down there, it's like the ocean is bright blue. Um, It's really pretty. And, uh, yeah, I went to visit Michaela recently and I just loved it. The beach was just beautiful. Mm. I'm not a beach person, but the sand was white and the water was bright blue. And yeah, it it was really nice. I would probably pick Fukuoka. And Michaela was telling me that she, she took you to one of her, her favorite eating spots that has like a nice little walk nearby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It was so good. I highly recommend it. The video was spectacular. Ah, thanks. It didn't do very well. It didn't get very many views, which is a bummer because I really want people to visit those areas in Fukuoka. They were so nice and just so different from really anywhere else I've been in Japan. So it was a nice change. On a very real YouTube talk, though, isn't that the way it always goes? The things that you are personally (laughs) and emotionally invested in. Yeah, you're like, (laughs) I want people to have this information. I think we stop being able to objectively look at it and title it and thumbnail it in a way that it appeals to many people because we're personally so excited about it. Yeah, sometimes it's hard. That was just one of those videos where I really couldn't come up with like a title that lots of people would be interested in. It Mm. was just a straightforward spending a day in Fukuoka, so that's all I could do. Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, that didn't interest enough people. But um, I hope at least people that are uh, planning on going to Kyushu or the Fukuoka area will find it and get some ideas of things to do because Michaela gave us some great spots to visit. And for people listening to this right now, uh, if you're looking for some extra content and you really want to get to know the creators that you're interested in and kind of understand them or just get a a deeper peek at them in their life or what they're really Mm -hmm. into... Look for the videos on their channel that have fewer views. If you find yeah, those so videos, <laughs> it's usually something that yeah. they just haven't been able to look objectively at it because yeah. they love it so much. Yeah, I, and it's not like a, it's not like a popular topic or yeah. something. It's yeah. just something that you really are into. That's so true. Yeah. Jumping to a totally separate topic All for right. a second. Totally separate Let's topic. It has been officially, I think as of today, Mm. somewhere around 15 or 16 days Mm -hmm. since I have stepped outside (laughs) even once. The luxury of the food deliveries and everything, so I don't even have to go grocery shopping. Oh, geez. Yeah, I've been doing that, so I guess I still get out every three days or so. 
There we go. Yeah. There we go. A lot more. Ha- yeah. I think I'm just going to start going for like three o'clock in the morning runs. You should. But even that, I just, I, I'm, I'm worried about go touching something. <laughs> put your gloves on, put your whole suit on. <laughs> but eventually, yeah. eventually, the world will return to some form of normalcy mm. and we will be able to laugh and travel and do adventures <laughs> and stuff like that oh, again. I can't wait. And to, Plug the seeds of excitement. Yes. Uh, plug the seeds. That is like the weirdest <laughs> phrase. I got. Let's I not use that one again. It's going to plug some seeds. Yeah. To plant the seeds of excitement and anticipation for things to come. Yes. Uh, within this year, there was a lot that we were kind of hoping to accomplish. Yeah, a lot man, that's gotten we had pushed so many back. plans. Yeah. 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 Um, but is there one in particular that stands out in your mind that you're looking forward to? Um, I feel like the last time we hung out in Tokyo, we wanted to do a video of a shrine that you really liked. And yeah. we never yeah. got around to it. And we've just been like mm-hmm. talking about it ever since. And we still haven't been yep. there. So yeah, that'll definitely be up there on the list when we can hang out yeah. again. Yeah, I love exploring shrines. And this sounds like a cool one that I haven't seen yet. So it is really it. good, yeah. especially if you catch it at golden and or blue oh, hour. What's oh, blue just, hour? What's blue hour one? is, yeah, okay. Uh, blue hour can be described. Blue hour usually only, it's called hour, but it lasts about 10 minutes. Oh. And it's that time where the sun has set. It is about to go oh, dark. Okay. But before it goes dark, the entire sky is kind of like a dark blue oh, for a while. Okay. Like the sky goes from going gray to blue. Like a, like a deep blue. Like, okay, here's yeah. an easy way to think about right it. Do you know my Tokyo dark. Tower picture yes. that has yeah. Tokyo Tower lit up? That picture is okay. almost not even edited. Oh, geez. It was just shot at peak blue hour. Okay, cool. And just the city was that blue for about 10 minutes. So we'll aim for golden hour, film it then, and then also get yeah. some shots afterwards. Exactly. That is a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I would love, and I know this one's going to, you're going to, oh, I already know your reaction. Please (laughs) don't hate me. (laughs) What? So before all of this got to the level that it is, there's one thing that I was doing that I was really, really enjoying. And I think a lot of people were enjoying along with me. Mm. And that was super early morning live streams. Oh God. I don't know how you do it. How do you have the I'm energy in the morning? Sunrise. <laughs> You're insane. Live streams. You're insane. Honestly, the uh, the first one that I did, mm-hmm. I opted just to stay awake the night before and oh, then went yeah. to bed after the live stream. Yeah, it worked out that beautifully. That makes more sense to me. The second one I did, I did a live stream of the Tokyo Tower area wow. as sun was coming up. And it was a very poor choice because I'd woken up like an hour and a half before doing that live stream. And when I watch it back, that's very obvious. (laughs) It's like very sleepy. I'm like, I'm struggling just to put words Uh, into sentences. That's me until like the afternoon. So that, Yeah. yeah, early morning live streams are not a thing for me. I remember Joe Dogahama Beach. Oh God! Yeah, you 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 made it up for the sunrise. Everybody, we all borrowed your shots. (laughs) It was uh, because originally that was the plan. We were gonna do it, and then like the day before, you're like, you know what? I I just would prefer to just feel better throughout the day than force myself to get up. And I was like, you know, that's a very reasonable thing. And Victor was like, you know what? I'll get up with you, man. Oh, and then Victor was sick. 
And then, oh. yeah. And then in the morning, I go to wake up Victor, and he's like, he's got this like really growly voice, and he's got <laughs> like sniffles, and he's it, like, man. "You're gonna have to go without me, man." <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I actually it. had to trooper. hide the fact that I was sick because it was just as yeah. So. But it was fun. It was yeah. fun. Um, Definitely the another one of those trips. Okay. Yeah. Live streams. <laughs> the shrine. And so then... for those of you who can't see Charlotte's face right now, when she was like, yeah, okay. It was the most, like the words were, yeah, okay. But the face was very much like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And by we'll see, I mean you're not You'll be doing those early morning live streams by yourself. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> All we really need to do is get a decent all-nighter that involves much yeah, less alcohol I'm, than I'm the last couple. I'm up for that. <laughs> I could stay up until 4 a.m., 5 a.m. when there the sun's go. coming up. Exactly. <laughs> um, the audience is great at that time, by the way. It's absolutely It's a good time for North America, isn't it? Yeah. It is just by far some of the most fun streams i think the last time that i genuinely had that much fun on a stream mm. was when we did the one in korea oh what time was that walking through the park that, that actually was noon yeah that was was probably wasn't the best of time for most time. people but yeah. that was a good stream yeah, yeah that was one yeah. of the best ones yeah so we got the shrine we got some live streams on the docket and definitely um, some more road trips because those are always Definitely. the best. <laughs> so, uh, Chris has it. got the pressure on me to do uh, a road trip out to the, what is it, Totori area with the sand oh, dunes. Oh, cool. I've always wanted that. to go there. That looks pretty neat. Yeah. That makes all of us. So. <laughs> I'll hide in the trunk. <laughs> I'm up for it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that the car will have at least three seats. There's, there's no need to be in the trunk. <laughs> With uh, with all of that being said, though, before we just take up the entire day with this, <laughs> let's call this part one. Okay. And wrap it up right here. All right. Thank you so much for joining us Thanks today. Thanks for it's having me. This is only my second podcast ever. So Really? Yeah. What was your first? It's fine. On the Japan Times. They had ah, me on, okay. on their podcast. Yeah. So getting... How long ago was that? Better. Oh, Christ. Must have been... Almost a year ago now. Okay. At least half okay. a year. Yeah. Also, my how long ago was that? It was like the squeakiest thing I think about. My, my <laughs> voice went up like like two octaves. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Excellent. Well, I hope the rest of your day is beautiful. Thank you, Thank you, you again. And uh, we'll talk to you later on. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye for now. Stop, drop, and roll still gets me to this day. Like, did you learn that in your country? Was that, was that a thing for you? And why was there so much priority put on? Or was there? Or was it just taught at an age where that happened to stand out to so many of us? Well, I, I, it's just still stuck in my head. This was another episode very, very similar to a couple of the others that we were just very worried about time management because it just could have kept going on and on and on. And it just brought back so many memories. It, just, it felt like a very, very 90s flashback, like talking about Commander Keen and all that. Reminds me of the Ninja Turtle toys and just, oh, and it seems like my cup is once again empty. So I think it's time to grab another refill so I can kick back with another episode. Don't forget to just take a break from the world every now and then and fill your ears and time with something positive. 
Thank you so much for joining this episode of the At Home Show. And you guys know I will talk to you again real soon.